If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Well, here we are. Here we are. It's a little echoey in here. Um, Spike's Car Radio on a Wednesday uh, in April, in the middle of madness, here for you guys. Uh, Tony Hawk is going to be calling in from somewhere. Um, the real Zuckerman is sitting across from me, seven to eight feet apart. At least. At least. Garage door open. And um, we're going to bring you a show. And then we hope to continue bringing these uh, shows to you um, every week. We're going to take it one show at a time, Zuckerman. One show at a time. That's all we've got. And... Um, you know, I've thought a lot about what these episodes should be, and you know, I there's there's folks out there going, let's just talk about cars so we can be distracted. I I can't do that. I I can do all of it. I can talk about everything, but Zuckerman, you know, I'm a I'm a broadcaster. I'm a I, I'm a late night host. I'm a guy who studied under one of the greats, David Letterman. You just you got to talk about everything that's happening right now, and I think. I think today we're going to deliver a really good episode because we've been living in this uh, this pandemic, but we've also been keeping our car thing alive, wouldn't you say? <laughs> we've been doing what we can to kind of to, and it's a nice mix of everything. And 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 let's talk about that today, Zuckerman. Well, uh, I agree with you. Context is key. Context. We have context. This is the times that we're living in. This is the times we're driving in, the times we're enjoying our hobby in. And frankly, the, this, the hobby is one of the very few bright spots in life right now. So let's now let's go back. Today it's raining, of course. But if you followed either one of us on Instagram, you're seeing that, you know, we don't have our traditional bills run anymore. But our friend Bill is still making food for the people of Malibu. And you can uh, you can order something and he'll drop it off curbside. So we time our we, we we make our drive and then we pick up our food and we stay outside and then we leave so but we take a nice picture out there but these drives these drives zuckerman so the roads are now open right there's no one on the road the, the, the days have been 72 and sunny until today and i've had some you know, there are these moments where you just forget anything is happening in the world that you're disconnected automotively from the whole mess 
from people dying, the pandemic, the fear, the worry for your own family, and you're just in the speedster. There's nobody on the beach. There's no one in the parking lots. It's just sunny skies, clear ocean. And, and you're safe. And it, yet for a moment, I don't know, for a moment I'm just disconnected. Yes. And I'm in a, a place, as you know, I'm a driver. I'm not a collector. I'm a driver. I'm in this place of driving purity that I've not been before. This true appreciation and, and gratitude for this moment and just being connected with this machine that, that Will Hoyt just went through. John went through the speedster, and I forgot about it. And I got in this car. I can't get out of it. And it is, I mean, it, it's saving me right now. Yeah. Have you had similar drives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Will Hoyt just got me back my 67S, the sand beige one. Should we put Will Hoyt in charge of the CDC? <laughs> should, we, <laughs> should we get him up on stage for those press conferences? Should there be a moment to let me talk to the car guys and women, the men and women who like cars in the United States, and tell them? Well, I, I'm going to keep my <laughs> mouth shut because I don't want to get political. But he's delivering. He, he is in a necessary business, which is automotive repair. Sometimes that necessity is, is for a car that is not basic transportation. But you need to have guys like this out there working keeping us with the ability to drive around and sometimes we get the the residue of that is that we get to have our cars worked on right now and get them back in great running condition and my 67s is so fantastic right now i'm so enjoying the rides that i've had and and as you're saying it's it's the bright spot in an otherwise bleak, <laughs> miserable existence. Yeah, it's so miserable. Yeah, well, we don't know what to do. <clears throat> but I was saying last week, you weren't there for the show because we had to do a Zoom show with... Uh, 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 oh, Rob Cordery was on a couple weeks back. Or maybe that was last week. It's all it's all blurring. But um, I was saying that the car hobby is one of the few things that you can do. And, you know, <clears throat> people are like, well, why are you out driving? And, and we're not. You, we, we're going out to get groceries and I have a choice. Do I take the SUV or do I take that Speedster in the garage? <clears throat> I'm just going to drive to the grocery store, so I'm going to take the classic car every time. I don't know about you, Zuckerman, but I'm the only one leaving the house right now. Only one. I'm no, the but- only one. I'm saying, look, let me go. Let me go into this thing with the mask and the, the Purell and the rest of it. You guys stay safe. But... At the same time, I want to enjoy that. I want to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Do you wear the mask while you're driving? Um, No, no. Do you think wearing the mask when you're alone in the car <clears throat> while driving is helping you? No, I found these masks are bad breath detectors that very quickly you can tell whether you have bad breath or not. I think that's its best primary function. Here's where the mask for me has been comforting is in the grocery store. Right. When That's- I walk into a grocery store and some 22-year-old girl in a miniskirt who's just like, what, what, pandemic, what? Just is coming next to me and reaching around me to grab eggs. Reach around. Uh-oh. Oh, Sorry, oh, I thought you'd catch that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's where now I'm grateful to have that mask. And who knows? Maybe I'm one of these asymptomatic carriers. I don't want, I don't want anybody to get it either. So I, I stuck, stick that thing on. And I just happen to have a couple left over from a painting project uh, that we bought a year ago. But they're N95, but paint-contaminated contaminated masks that I wouldn't donate. But, you know, we, I can use that one. And 
<clears throat> Here, let me tell you something else about these. This mask You're pointing at me. Why are you pointing at me? Because I got a lot to say. I've noticed after three or four days of using this mask, it's starting to get a little. You know, like when you wash Moist. a sweater. No, you wash. You wash <laughs> crispy. A, no, you wash a sweater in too much, and it starts to get those little. What are those things called? Pills. Huh? Yeah, pills. pills. Right. My mask is getting pilly. You're getting pilly. <laughs> you can get a pill scraper from late night TV to scrape, <laughs> like your sweater scraper, your pill, your mask scraper. So I should get a, a mask pill scraper. I don't know. This whole thing has been. I, I don't know. Disorienting. I, I, disorienting. There are elements that, that I love. I love being with my... I do love being with my family and being ordered to watch Netflix and eat, but I'm getting fat. I'm, Have you uh, ever experienced any shut-in like this in your life? I'm thinking of one particular thing that you probably experienced when you were relatively young, too. Are you reading my mind? No, I'll Playboy tell magazines you. from the dump? No, dude. <laughs> when you yes, that closed too. yourself into your bedroom? What? what? Don't you remember uh, the ice storm in oh, yeah, 76? Yeah, yeah. The blizzard of 80? I thought it was 78. 70. Was it 78? Yes. It was sometime in the 70s, and the power was out. Yes. And the only place that had power was my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And we went there, and I think we had to all stay there for over a week. Uh, while they were restoring power because the ice storm had had caused so many power lines to fall down if you right, recall right and and so we were trapped in the house for what seemed an eternity and that was a week we had it a little different in massachusetts as you know i live in farm country the snow came down hard and then it melted and an ice skating rink formed in my backyard so every day we were in snow and ice heaven when there was too much snow, we built these gigantic behind Conway Realty in West Bridgewater, behind across the street from Hockamock Farms. Hockamock. <laughs> we built, that's where I had my first job, bagging groceries. But we built these giant snow forts that would collapse on us. Somehow we didn't die. I mean, it was epic. Epic. It was one of the, two of the best, greatest weeks of my life. Was right, that no week. school. No school and so much snow, we didn't know what to do. Skiing in the street, you know what I mean? Right. Just go, jumping into piles that were taller than you out in the woods. With the it crust was, on top. Yeah, it was really fantastic. This is beyond that, though. This is already this is where, we're three yeah. weeks in, right? And there's no letting up. There's no letting up on this thing. This thing keeps going, right? Look at what's happening in South Korea, Zuckerman. Everywhere. They, they got everything under control. They kind of relaxed the rules, and now they're having hot spots again. Like a dog. <laughs> like a, like, Why does a dog have hot spots? <laughs> have you, you've never had a dog with hot spots? Like, no. Periodically, <clears throat> Buddy, my Japanese chin dog, who's I think has an extra chromosome, he's not very bright, but he'll get a spot that he won't stop itching. Oh, yeah. And then he gets all the fur off of it and then turns it into a bloody welt. They call it a hot spot? They call that a hot spot. Wow. This is great. Well, we're going to meet Tony Hawk in a minute. He's just going to call. I've got, you can't see it, but I, have a, I bought this little selfie tripod, and I've hooked up one of the microphones. I've got it aimed right at the bottom of the phone. I think this is going to sound better than Rob, the Zoom we did with Rob Cordry, which Zoom, as much as I love it, the audio quality of it is very muffled, so it's not perfect yet. Yes, now, this tripod, have you noticed that there's there's a lot of people using these tripods these days to do things in their quarantine? Yes. I've seen these girls yes. leaping towards their phones <laughs> yes. while disrobed. Have you yes. seen that one? I have. I'm wondering how that stuff stays on Instagram or the one you sent me last night. Yes, with a guy slapping a woman with his... 
extra finger. Yes. Um, hey, let's talk cards for a minute. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the who is the big gentleman with that? He's the. He, I don't know. I that's you know something I, I wondered about. Has he been tracked down yet? Has he been tracked down? The big, very well endowed gentleman that seems to be <laughs> popping up on everyone's Instagram. Yeah, the funniest thing that was sent me was like Jerry and the cast from Seinfeld all on a Zoom together, and then him as the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> that one really made me laugh. <clears throat> I wasn't sure, yeah, about uh, sending it forward, but a lot of folks sent that to me. Um, you know, I had an interesting experience this morning because you know my lease is up. <clears throat> on the Range Rover Sport, oh. okay, and I was getting one of those uh, those Defenders, but now there's no ETA on when these things are going to arrive. They were supposed to be here in April, and now nobody knows when it's coming. So I extended the lease for six months, but they said if you can find something else, you know, we'll we'll end the lease and you can have the other thing. So so I got it in my head. You know what I'll get? I'll get a G wagon. I'll, I'll I'll go on this morning, and they got to be you know they they have to be free, right? Not true. Not true. You can't find things. Dean sent me Dean sent me one. Well, explain why. Well, because it, there's a finite amount you know, of things right now in the marketplace. In the marketplace, the, the factories have chain all, hold has on, broken the factories down. have all shut hold down. So that was and this was more of a question for you. Uh, yes. Because I don't because it's just I haven't done enough research on it. But everybody's shut down, right? Nobody's making cars anywhere, right? Nobody's making anything. But the dealership shut down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, they've shut down. So everything. Everything. Now, I will tell you, you know that by my, I'm pointing at you. <laughs> O'Gara. O'Gara is right outside my window on the other side of Clark Street from my office in Beverly Hills. They have remained open. I think they're argument to the city of beverly hills because i've seen the police go over there on several occasions their argument has been that they are performing an essential function now i know you can drop your car off there for repair that's essential but i think that they are also having some customers come in to buy cars this would seem to be an odd time to buy a rolls or a bentley or whatever. Now, if I'm getting the story wrong, I apologize to them. I've just seen the coppers go over there on more than one occasion. How do you know that's about staying open? Because I know. <laughs> because it could be about for other reasons. No, it's about stay. It's about staying open. I know that for a fact. Now, okay. Mind you, I did also get a call from the city of Beverly Hills from code enforcement, and they wanted to know if we were open. And the answer is is that my law office, which is carrying out essential functions. Uh, in uh, within the, uh, the the understanding of the law, it, I have a skeleton crew in there, and I have posted notices around my building for the neighbors to know that there are several people in there carrying out essential functions for our essential business because we are providing necessary legal services, financial services, social services, access to medical, etc. I don't know what they're doing over there, but that guy who called me from code enforcement said that... Um, O'Gara had had their lawyers contact the city to allow them to stay open. Ah, so I that have makes that. sense. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, as as I watch everything from coffee to cars transition to online, I was on the Horn uh, Hornberg website this morning looking at Land Rover leases and the rest of it, and it, there was an online sales business active. So, wow, what's that? You got creaky noise. Do you have ghosts in here? 
It sounds like a ghost. Wow, it's creaking open and closed. We're fucked. That's like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> what I think is, what I think they're doing aside from fixing cars is it, it did look like, and why couldn't you buy a car online and make the deal over the phone and have the car delivered? What's wrong with that? Well, you, transportation is a necessity. You do, you do need to have access to transportation. Right. And like, not everybody can do what I just did and just call up and extend the lease. That may not work, right? Well, or not everybody has an extra car. Uh, or a third car, fourth car, whatever. So Dean did send me that. Did, did he send you the G, the green G wagon, the oak green G wagon? No, that's available. He did. He wanted to know if I wanted it, and I said, "Is it selling for sticker or at a deep discount?" Yeah. And he just laughed, and that was the last I heard about it. So really. I think that car being as rare as it is even before the breakdown of production, I don't think that uh, that's being given away. I'm going to go get that. I, 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 I suspect, though, that it's the opposite, that cars and aren't cheap right now. There are, if there weren't a lot of them made, everybody's fighting over them because leases are coming up every right. month, right? And. and- G-Wagons and, and Los Angeles, <clears throat> Beverly Hills, there's always going to be somebody yeah, there's with enough market. money. Right, right. <clears throat> I get it. Well, uh, Jalopnik this morning said car companies can expect to lose at least $100 billion by the time this is over, Zuckerman. Holy shit. Only $100 billion. Who would you say uh, isn't going to make it? <laughs> Who would you guess might not make it through this car-wise, business-wise? Well, you know, that's that's a very interesting question. You know, you know, Nissan Renault had a lot of problems already. Mazda had certain issues. Were they selling any infinities? Really? There's some there's there's so you could go. (laughs) There are a couple. Yeah, there there there's so many issues in in the American marketplace. Who comes out of this? Tesla, which is we we know has its highs and lows. It's a, it's a brilliant product. It's it's got so much potential. It's revolutionary in certain ways. Well, they have other issues in terms of cash flow. Right. I told you I went over to SpaceX, didn't I? Yeah. I did that tour with uh, with Bill's buddy, <clears throat> and in the middle of it, walking around looking at the Saturn rockets, and uh, is that what they are? I don't even remember what they're called. But <laughs> you learn that from going to Cape Canaveral as I don't a kid. Know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They were like they're these the, are the, the something fuck, rockets. They're BFR rockets for big fucking rocket. It, it's a wild place that's open twenty four seven, and they're just building this stuff. And Elon Musk just walked in. They said he was in Texas, and he walked in. It was uh, it was a really interesting moment. It's like being at Disney World, and Walt Disney walks in, is walking through, and he had his guys, and he was pointing and, and looking busy and doing all this stuff. Oh, yeah, but did, did Elon have any chicks with him? No, it was all nerdy dudes who followed him around as he uh, blabbered about this and that, but the kids were just awestruck by it. Right, the he's a rock just, star. What a moment for them. It was, a, you know, Howard Hughes. There's Howard Hughes right. building the plane, going around. I was more interested in the cheeseburgers they had upstairs and the ice I'm cream. Hungry. Yeah. Um, I know he said he was going to uh, build a bunch of ventilators. Here's something I'm confused about on ventilators, all right? Because there's all this emphasis on ventilators, Zuckerman. I don't know if you read as much yes. as I do. And I don't read a lot. I'm trying to maintain good psychology. So I check a little in the morning. I check a little at night. And then that's it, right? Um, I've got to try to live my days and 
there's that creaky noise again. But the uh, but I keep uh, I read that he was going to donate all these ventilators. Then I read that none of the, they weren't the right ventilators. That he, <laughs> he built a bunch of ventilators that weren't the right ventilators. They were from something else. Did I'm you? Not, <laughs> I, I did read that too. I didn't follow. <laughs> so I, wait. So it does. You know, again, I keep thinking of uh, Mr. Niedermeyer who came on our show. It's like, or somebody, maybe it wasn't him, but somebody said. It was said, Niedermeyer. Huh? It was Niedermeyer. Somebody was talking about he just likes to put press releases out, and the stuff never comes to fruition. It's never real. He wouldn't be the first one. Uh, and then I looked at that, and I went, well, there's something real he's done, and thank God he's, he's thinking about everybody, and he's doing something nice. And then I saw these were the wrong ventilators. And who knows? Who knows the answer? <laughs> then I, have a, I have a question for you. But I think the person who wrote the article what knows the answer. exactly is a ventilator? Now, I know intubation, where they stick a tube yeah, down, sink a it. tube down your throat, yes. and they pump air into you. Correct. What about the little things that just clip under your nose? That's that, oxygen. That's oxygen. Right. Would that be considered no. also a ventilator? It is not. That's just oxygen. The ventilators we're talking about are that horrible device where they give you a little something to stop your lungs from working, and they jam this thing down your throat into your lungs, and they the machine breathes for you. Now, I keep reading a lot of other stuff. Again, don't listen to us. We're a couple car guys talking in a hangar. But that ninety percent of the people who are on a ventilator don't don't make it. Like the ventilator, really, for ninety percent of people, is the end of the line. And then you see this: there was the ninety-year-old lady in in uh, Belgium right. who said, "Don't give me the ventilator. <laughs> Save it for somebody younger." She died. There's the guy. Well, yeah, because if you think about who's on ventilators. Yeah, right. They're, they're this is the thing we put in our wills, Zuckerman. Right. The end of life, the ventilator moment. Do you want to? Um, it's life support. You're at the precipice. You're staring You're into there. the abyss. You're no, there. I know. They have a. Uh, I, read but I do, but you bring up a good point, Zuckerman. I want more. Uh, I want more happy stories. I want more recovery stories right now. The Duran the Duran guy recovered. Oh, I didn't. Okay, John, tell me the story. I haven't John heard it. John Durant. I read it on the, read in the news today. <laughs> he had it, and now he's better. And he, he is. Yes, he's going. Yes. Do you know anybody who's who's had this thing? Nobody. And in fact, there was a guy at my office. He's been sick for three fucking weeks, and he sounds like death. And his chest was tight, and he's hacking up phlegm. And uh, he he fought he to get a test. I was convinced he had it, and the test came back. He didn't have it. That's crazy. Yes. And then the funny thing That's is... That's not good, though, because... It wasn't good for him. How because, many of us just sit there and assume? You know, he He's concerned now that if he gets it, he will be so weakened <laughs> by whatever he else he had that yeah. he, will, he will expire. So I don't uh, know... How about maybe the test was wrong? I do know somebody who had... It was false misdiagnosed. Negatives, false false positives. negative, yeah. Okay, let's do Watch of the Week, sponsored by our friends at crownandcaliber.com. Crownandcaliber.com, still open, still buying, still selling, still buying, still selling. High, buying. low. High, high, low. <laughs> Buy high, sell low. Swiggins, <laughs> Crown and Caliber. Um, we like to do Watch of the Week, um, which is picking up, uh, picking a, a watch from their site that we think is cool. And I found one, Zuckerman, this morning. It's not hard, by the way. I, this is like eBay Motors for me. I like to spend time on crownacaliber.com, picking, uh, looking around for the jewels. And I found one today. Look at th- what is on right now. That was very New England. Look at, look at what is on crownacaliber.com right now. Oh, Big one. You know what that is? Fantastic. I think we have something like that. 
This is, and you know, this crosses swords with another one of our favorite brands. Crossing swords. <laughs> Don't come near me. I will not cross swords with you. This is a Tag Heuer Octavia. The new Octavia Heuer 02 caliber Heuer 02. You guys know this watch. But it's the Hodinky Special Edition. There's a Hodinky Special Edition Heuer Octavia on crownandcaliber.com. How about that for mixing brands? That's right. How about that for crossing DNA? How does that even come into the stream of commerce? Those Some, are very select watches. These watches, uh, Zuckerman and I both have them. We were gifted one uh, by uh, Hodinky. They are one of the most beautiful watches. They're, they remind me of an 80s instrument panel, the 87 Absolutely. instrument panel. Whenever I drive that 87 Zuckerman, I wear that watch and I look down and it's got the speed. Oh, my God. This watch is beautiful. I don't even have to hard sell it because I love it so much. Yes, they're a little pucky. They're a little thick, but you won't care. This watch is so great for the money. Guess what this watch costs, Zuckerman? Well. It's gone down from what Hodinky asked. When Hodinky had it, I think they, they were, were six. five to six. Yes. Yes. What is the current market? Is it you say <clears throat> well, this, whether this is the current market or not? I happen to know they did not make a lot of these, and this watch is only four thousand eight hundred and fifty. Well, this would be a buy. This is a buy. <laughs> yes, you want this watch. You want to hold on to this watch. Those Hodinky watches. They have the appearance of of they made and sold a lot of them. I'm hearing they did not. The numbers are quite low, and you'll be very happy if you get one. And this is definitely a great price for one. So go to CrownAndCaliper.com. And find that Octavia Heritage Caliber Hoyer 02 Hodinky Special Edition CBE 2117 Men's Watch. And uh, you'll be very happy. Anyway. Speaking of the marketplace, you know, I, I've, I've spent my time right now posting studies of some of my classic cars. I think okay. you've seen that. I post a picture on Instagram, but then in the story, I might post as many as 10 or 15 pictures of the details of these vintage cars. I did it with... The 67 Sand Base 67S, I did that either on uh, Saturday or so. I did it yesterday. And a guy sent me a message that said, why don't you sell this car instead of laying off employees? Uh, and I, you know, I almost, I almost took the bait of engaging with him. But and he's got a point. The, the, you know, it, it may come off a little bit showy. In this pandemic, posting pictures about cars, I think I'm doing a service in a way, entertaining uh, people or sharing something with people. But sure. trust me, we're in this garage and we're looking around this garage at, at a bunch of cars. And frankly, I think they're worthless right now. <laughs> Could I, I don't know who I would sell any of this shit to. Well, you brought up a very good point. Look, and, and you know, again, this is where we started this show off, Zuckerman. I know from where I'm sitting, when I go to Instagram, I want a lot of different things. I do want information sometime. I am curious about the people I follow and how they're going through this. And at the same time, I would like to disappear in, so in your car photos and somebody else's car photos. You're right. exactly right. It, 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 it's, it's, it's good to be able to distract people. That's why we're doing this show, right? right? It's good to give them something to listen to. I know as a, a consumer of media, that's, that I look forward to every night now. Uh, watching whatever I like on HBO or Better Call Saul, Bob Odenkirk's show. They take me out. Or watching old movies right now. Mm, the best. Old Neil Simon movies are the best. Really? Just an old 
uh, Technicolor film can really transport you to a different time and take your your brain and your mind off this, and you need it because you're losing it. Sometimes we're we're stressing out here. We're facing something very very big. Hey, Mr. Look. Hawk. Wow, look, Tony Hawk is calling in. Let's plug in. Hold on. Answer the phone. Hold on. Let's see how it works. Is this Tony Hawk? It is. Hello. Hey, there it is. Tony, you've got uh, me and, and Zuckerman. We're here. I'm just going to check your audio. Go ahead. and. Okay, yeah. I was, uh, reason I'm late, I was trying to call you from my landline in my house. And all I could hear was static, which just seems so ironic. Right? <laughs> so I'm on my cell phone. <clears throat> and to be honest, this usually doesn't get good reception in my house. So I don't, I'm not sure what to make of it. But if you can hear me now, that's good. I can hear you perfectly. I'm just going to – I'm, I'm going to – Raise your levels a little here. Zuckerman, you might have to talk a little softer because I got you on the same channel. Okay, hold on. So how are you doing, man? Oh, pretty good, considering. <laughs> it's weird, but um, we have uh, three three kids in college, and they're all home mm. now because their college is shuttered for the most part. And uh, so it's been interesting, but it's been fun to see them. Is it? Am I right in remembering you have twenty-five children? Yep, give or take. <laughs> you have you have a lot. Um, we do. Well, we have six total, um, and like I said, three are in college uh, and they're home now, um, which is funny because we were kind of almost empty nesters up till a couple weeks and ago. Now it's crowded house, and then they all came back in full force. And and does everybody skateboard? Uh, they do, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my daughter's not so ambitious in it, but she does enjoy it sometimes. Well, thanks for uh, for coming on the show and calling. We're sitting here in um, West L.A. and in Zuckerman's car hangar here, so it's a little echoey. It would have been nice to have you over. Um, I'm curious, what is your what's your quarantine look like right now? Because I, I follow you on social media. Do you have your own private skate park at your house? We do. Yeah, we have a small concrete setup. Um, it's about uh, four. I don't know what it is. It's it's like it's it's. I would say if you drove up to a, a city and this was the skate park you presented, you'd say it was small. But for our house, it's nice. <laughs> And can you get all six kids out there at once and whip them around and, and, and get them doing it like <laughs> like a circus, like the Tiger King? Yeah, no, I would say at the most we have three skating at once. Um, and honestly, I'm not really invited to those sessions. Really? Really? You're yeah, a downer. So it, the only, my only function when I'm out there is that I'm the filmer. Ah, I'm their personal video guy. In fact, sometimes I'll be at home, I'll be in the house, and I'll get a text. Hey, can you come film this for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's happened about three times over the last week. And what are they doing with this footage? Uh, I, social media. Oh. Who, who? I'll tell you what, I'm not getting any credit. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've got hot kids on uh, Instagram posting their vids. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love that. You know, are they are they intimidated at all by you? Is that why they don't want you around? Because I know right now with uh, any writing homework my kids have, they will not come up to my office and and have me help them. 
they would rather mom who's not a writer do it because they're a little intimidated. Yeah, it might it might be that it might be because I do I do tend to give them unsolicited pointers uh, how to do it right <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they're not but but to be fair one of my kids was trying to learn a, a pretty difficult trick the other day and and I came out and guided him through it and he eventually did it and you know he wasn't outwardly thankful but I could tell that he wasn't going to get it on his own mm. wow the politics of kids <clears throat> yeah I mean who yeah, wouldn't so- want Tony Hawk. Everyone, everyone wants him except his kids. I understand that. <laughs> That's what my life is like. <laughs> That's every, every dad. Yeah. Yeah, Ex- exactly. Except, listen, you may think about all the skateboarders out there right now who are going, I've got, you've got your own private skate park. Like, I, you know, Zuckerman, I like to skateboard. You've got Tony Hawk with nothing to do. Can you imagine? I want to show Zuckerman, um, you posted something on Instagram here. Uh, this is our friend Tony Hawk Zuckerman, and uh, he—you uh, don't mind me saying you're 51 years old? No, it's the truth. Look at it. here he is skating, Zuckerman. Watch this. I, I, I'm Ready? Believe here he goes. No wait, he's jumping on. There he is. He's on the edge. He goes down. Look at him. Look what he is doing on a skateboard at 51 years old. Tony, I come from a brainy Jewish family. (laughs) If anybody was to ask us our body type, it would be not athletic. It would be academic at best. And did were you just a natural with this skateboard thing? I'm sure you've answered this a million times, but how do you come up with this athleticism and capability? Um. I, my, I, I think it was because I started so young and I was not a natural by any means. So I just fell in love with it and I just stuck with it. I mean, it's sort of that 10,000 hour uh, right. theory that I just, I, I didn't want to quit. I, and I just kept chipping away at certain tricks and techniques. And, and I think probably the thing that, that pulled me through is that I wasn't, it's not that I, I didn't throw caution to the wind, but I wasn't afraid to get hurt along the way. And I think that's sort of a, that's the the demarcation for a lot of people where they say, no, I'm not getting hurt. Or, you know, I tried to skate. I broke my ankle. I'm never doing it again. He, I remember Tony, when we were shooting that pilot for spike TV, um, you, I thought I remember you telling me that you haven't really broken a lot of bones in your life skating. Uh, no, I, I broke my elbow and I broke my pelvis, but if you're going to break a bone, that's the one. That's the heart of it right there. And that's the, the one to do. <laughs> that's a good one. By the way, on that pilot, I broke a rib <laughs> skateboarding. Yeah, I, I, was, I was surprised you didn't get more hurt, honestly, because <laughs> I remember watching it and thinking, that, that was really bad. Yeah, it could have been worse. Was it, this you in the T-Rex outfit? Yes, this was me on an electric skateboard. By the way, I still have that electric skateboard and love it. Going in a T-Rex outfit, smashing, doing a crash test, right? Into, into mannequins. Into mannequins. They were all very rigid and pointy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I fell hard on one and, and right here broke. But what could have happened was they didn't have any way to stand the mannequins up. And in the first iteration, when I showed up to set that morning, there was uh, big metal rods <laughs> <laughs> holding up the mannequins with Zuckerman 
a glass base on one, so a glass square, a glass square, and then the other one was a metal square with sharp edges. So you could only imagine what uh, could have happened to me had I not shut that down. Safety is job was There was not, not going to be a positive outcome. In this and, and John, who's usually my, my business partner, production partner, who's usually the safest guy in the world that day, was like, no, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> it seemed very willing to let me go through it. But speaking of, speaking of mementos, I have one of the faces from one of the mannequins um, on display in my house. <laughs> True. Wow. I thought it looked so cool. It looked like some sort of David Lynch prop. So I just pulled it and took it home. We had fun. What was it? And, and didn't you race me on a monster truck? I did, yeah. And you made me, you made me parallel park a monster truck. <laughs> yeah, this was a good show, Zuckerman. This was a great show. This was like what a, happened to it? Uh, Paramount uh, went out of business. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> this was after Car Matchmaker went off, and we were kind of doing these, these Bear Grylls car adventures out in the world with me and various friends and celebrities and uh, people of note. And we would come up with these kind of top geary challenges, but mostly, you know, just one on one. So instead of a group of three friends going through all the stories together, it was uh, a, me and a different uh, person going through a story, three stories per episode. And Tony crushed it. Yeah, you did good with that. That monster it truck was, was, it was hard. really fun. Yeah, it was a good show. I seem to remember Tony skateboarding into or out of a bus. Was there some yes! sort of stunt like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. There was, boy, that was such a fun day because I kept shooting these things that Tony did on set. Like it, at one point before he got there, so we had this school bus. Oh, that, that's right. The monster truck was a monster school bus. And yeah. then someone on set said, why don't we have Tony ski up into the bus? And I, I said, how are you going to do that? You're just going to spring it on the guy this morning? It was like a Tuesday morning. You're just going to tell, tell him we got this rinky-dink little ramp and just go off that and up? And they go, yeah, it's Tony Hawk. So we, we, Tony shows up to set. We've got our morning meeting. We go, Tony, here, we're thinking about this, this, and this. And there is this one thing we'd like you to try, but don't feel pressured. And he goes, yeah, I'll do it. I'll try it. And he, he pushes this makeshift kind of little ramp up. And in five minutes, he's jumping on a skateboard up into, you know, yes. monster bus level. It was so, astounding. <laughs> it was astounding, right? Boy, and I came home that night with, uh, with iPhone video for my kids, and their minds were just blown. I'm like, this guy, was, this was just thrown at him. And look what he can do. You know, good kids. No, it was a blast. I, hey, there's just, I mean, things like that, you know, I, I would never get to skate into my school bus as a kid. <laughs> in fact, it's funny. I guess there's some irony in that. One time I was, I was literally standing on my skateboard, not moving, waiting for the bus at school in ninth grade. And the principal walked out and took my skateboard from me and said, you can't ride this on school property. And I said, I wasn't riding it and he said your dad's gonna have to come pick this up yeah they and don't... little did he know my dad was my biggest cheerleader wow and so my dad came and just chewed out the principal awesome. <laughs> what is this you know when i when i told the listeners you were on the show a couple of them mentioned you jumping an lfa what is that oh um yes. i <laughs> Uh, I got to borrow an LFA for about uh, four days, um, somewhere around 2012 or 13, 
And the day I was going to give it back, I drove it to my office and took a little launch ramp like we used to jump into the school bus. Yep. And I jumped over it. <laughs> <laughs> what are the, is there a level of difficulty associated with uh, jumping over a Lexus LFA? Um, yeah, it's, I, I, it's more of the idea that you have to jump and, and land on the ground. <laughs> right. Um, and of course there's, there's risk to either hurting yourself or kicking your board away and damaging the LFA. Um, but that wasn't an option. <laughs> Is that the only car you've jumped? <clears throat> no, I jumped, a, I jumped a mini driving towards me. Wow. That I... was probably the most exciting car skateboard stunt that i've done besides um riding on the freeway with you yeah no that was fun too but when when a car is coming at you like how do you figure out the engineering or geometry of that or do you just tony Timing. tony hawk it and just go i'll just no, do we, it we we went through we had a stunt coordinator there it was for a mini commercial so that we they had to all play by the rules but um we had a stunt coordinator there and he would figure out the timing of when i would drop down to this ramp to get the starting speed and we just kept having sort of drive-bys um next to where i was until we finally got the timing consistent and uh and then we went for it and it was one take wow and how fast was the mini traveling do you remember i don't i want to say probably about 25 30 <laughs> it, it had to get it had to go underneath me and then and then drive over the ramp that i used to launch on it Zuckerman, what can a car do to a human at that speed uh, okay it's, it's all just crazy <laughs> just, tony just so you have context as uh, uh, paul is a personal injury lawyer who handles crashes all the time so and all i'm hearing is is danger danger and you see a lot of these fails on instagram right right, right. everyone's trying to yeah. replicate the tony hawk move they don't have a stunt coordinator they don't have skills they don't have brains <laughs> and usually it results in a rag doll <laughs> yeah yeah, that's the what's... funny thing is they had a they had a stunt driver, <clears throat> and when you watch the video, you can see him ducking as he drives through <laughs> me. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you duck? You're not making the height any smaller. Do you uh, either of you follow Send It official on Instagram? No, what is it? Oh yeah, that's exactly what you just described, Zuckerman. It's just unqualified people doing, you know, falling on tables, picnic tables from roofs, right, or doing right. jumps they're not supposed to, or jumping cars. It's wildly entertaining, but the carnage. Don't try this at home, right? <laughs> don't try. But this that at home. seems to be the whole channel. Right. Is this is the channel for don't try this at home stunts? And that was always the Rob Deerdeck thing on. on uh, ridiculousness that's what i liked about that show i've never seen that show you come on not once tony you were on that show uh i no not not uh directly but i i know that you know i know rob deerdeck who started it and, um i've seen <clears throat> a bunch of friends on it for sure hey what do you tony i don't think we ever d dug deep on you and cars are you uh, what do you drive what do you like since you're um, you're a connoisseur I, of four uh, wheels you must well, have my some dream opinions. Car it was a '64 Corvette Stingray. So oh. the moment that I had the means, I bought one. And Love why? That. And why '64? Um, because uh, when I was a kid, I saw that car and I thought it was the Batmobile. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... so I just always had that in mind. But I recently gave it to a friend of a friend who converts um, cars to uh, Tesla motors. Really? Yeah. And and he's working on it. 
No way. That'll be very cool. What's the name of the that, operation? Uh, West, Ele- West Electric. Wow. And so the goal... He's- the, yeah. goal, the goal is to have an all-electric classic car. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's he's a, done a few already. He's he, he's kind of low key because I don't think it's entirely legal. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's the illegal part? Now this is now I get interested. I love that phrase. Right, entirely what's legal. Illi- that means illegal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> what is the illegal part? He did. He did a a uh, like a. VW Bug for Ewan McGregor. Oh yeah, right. I think you're allowed to do that. I, I think you are. And and right now there's a 911 up for auction somewhere right. that I keep seeing on Omaze. Yes. It's a six, yeah. He did that. He did the 66 911. Yeah. Right. And we and we yeah. see Neil Young. He's got in, <clears throat> in Malibu. He's right. tooling around in a, like a 59 Cadillac. This big. Yeah, an all electric Cadillac Eldorado. I yeah. like the idea that you pull up to a Tesla charging station, though, in a, in a 64 a Stingray. That blows everyone's mind. Yeah. I love that um, car. But that other was... than that, I have a, I have a Tesla uh, Model S P100D. Um, that's my, you know, that's my everyday car. And so what, and what is the thinking there, that this is like a skateboard, that we don't want any, we don't want to pollute? Like, describe like your, like why, why, what does electric mean for you? I'm not going to lie. It was the horsepower. <laughs> it's the speed. It's the speed. The, the, I had one of the original ones, and I live in San Diego, um, and I was not able to drive to L.A. and back in the original Model S because of the range. And so I sold it. And then when they came out with the newer batteries, um, the newer efficiency – and I realized that I could make it to L.A. and back. That's when I bought the new one. And that, that was it. That was the selling point. As long as I think it's L.A. and back and I can go that fast, I'm all in. <clears throat> Tell me about um, when I see you traveling. I notice a lot that are you leaving skateboards for people? I mean, I know nobody's traveling right now, but but what is this thing you're doing? You, you kind of you visit a city and then you leave skateboards around the city after you um, leave? Or? I used to do a whole sort of global uh, Twitter hunt where I, I would send out skateboards and boxes of goodies to <laughs> friends in different cities and have them hide it. Yeah. But these days now I, that got a little bit too complicated. And so these days after I am done at doing whatever I do at a city, usually a skate exhibition, then I will leave the skateboard somewhere in the city as I leave. Right. Okay. And then, um, and so you'll tweet so, a couple of clues, and whoever gets to the skateboard, they get. Yeah. To keep usually, it. I just I just post a photo of where it is. <laughs> um, sometimes you, I'll linger because sometimes it's not in the most hidden place. Sometimes <laughs> I'll kind of linger and make sure that whoever gets it is actually searching for it and not just walking by. Oh my god, that's so cool! And and so, do the people who get the skateboards eventually reach out to you and go, "It's mine," and take a picture? Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll put a very specific hashtag on the skateboard so that I know to look for that hashtag for whoever found it. You know, we there's no better gift than a skateboard. There really is no better gift. We you know we just wrapped a show and we gave skateboard decks to everybody with a show logo on it. And you know, not the most expensive gift, but the biggest uh, enjoyment response we've had for a production gift. I, it's really yeah, amazing. They're always good wall art too. If you're not going to ride it, yeah. But I just mean even. Even when I give a skateboard to a friend for, you know, one of my kids' friends for a birthday present, it always delivers such joy, you know? 
it's it's really one of those things. It's like in, the food equivalent Zuckerman would be ribs. Like no one <laughs> no one ever has a bad oh, yes. time eating ribs. We're always Absolutely. happy when we're eating ribs, right. right? The skateboard is like one of those ultimate gifts. Um what do you, you know, did did you ever stop by our, my little local shop was Rip City Skate here in in Santa Monica. Do you know those yep. guys? Yeah, sure. That's where we kind of have our entry point for the business and I you know, I, I have an Arbor Long board and a uh, Santa Monica Airlines board and a Dogtown board, but I want to get into, I want to get into Birdhouse skateboards now. Birdhouse skateboards is your brand, and I was it is, yeah, we've uh, twenty, wow, let's see, twenty eight years now. Yeah, and here's you know, I went to your site and I had never been there before. What I liked about it is it kind of presented like a like a fashion clothing line. Like here's our spring 2020 catalog and there yeah. were these new decks and I wasn't overloaded with a billion choices. Here here I'm going to show Zuckerman some of your designs. And then I would have never if someone had said draw a line between the skateboarder and their artwork, I would never have connected Tony Hawk to this stuff. And I love it, but I would just go god no way. How cool is this? Look at that one. There's it's, a, it's the like psychedelic a skull, a, skull guy right? with the Dracula fangs. David Loy, whatever that means. Yeah, so those, those are, what happens is I have, I have a team of riders, um, some of the best skaters, and really I just give them free license to, to do the kind of graphics they want to do. Oh, wow. The spaceship is the coolest. This is the one that really caught my attention, the Aaron Jaws Hamoki game oh, over. Yeah. That is incredible. Look at this as nice fishy, but they're all so distinctive and and beautiful. So they really are art, and like look the at chunky this one. thing with the pin in its head. Yeah, that's awesome. So it. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> and this one, look at the birdhouse, the basic yeah. birdhouse one with a Japanese. Is that Japanese script? I can't tell. I can't <laughs> see that far away. But they're really beautiful boards. They're all different and very distinctive. So where 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 are the boards made? Are they down in San Diego? Uh, some are made here. Some are made in Mexico. <clears throat> um, some are made in China, but our China production was halted for quite a while. Right, obviously. right. And if uh, and if they're in the market, so I can go on here and you can put together a whole board for me. Ooh, yeah, look at sure, that. please. We need the business. <laughs> oh, now here's here's the one I was going to buy, and it's sold out. The Birdhouse Six, complete skateboard. <clears throat> Which one is that? The the block the six logo. Complete skateboard, oh, red block. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Well, that's, a, that's a beautiful board. Well, this is great, man. Look at you. Tony Hawk jamming. In the time of quarantine. In the Still time trying. of quarantine, he's got his own skate park. His kids just want him to be the cameraman, which is very relatable. <laughs> very, very relatable. He's doing what we're doing, Zuckerman. He's able to do his passion, even in this quarantine right now, which is skateboarding. Yeah, I, that is not lost on me. I, I do feel very lucky that, that I, you know, the only thing that's really kind of changed in my world is the amount of travel, and that's okay with me. Right. Um, and besides, and not going to really nice restaurants, that's one of my favorite things to do. But um, it's been, I mean, it has been really nice to connect with the family and um, and still be able to skate. And I know, you know, other people do not have it as, as wonderfully as I do. No. If 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 somebody's stuck in an apartment with their kids, can they are there tricks that they can like? My kids have taken off their wheels and trucks, and they they claim to be working different tricks in the grass. 
What are what are some tips? Yeah, you can yeah, give I, see, I see a lot of that actually. So so give a give 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 the folks some parents some tips on what the kids can do with skateboarding in their house or apartment. Well, um, yeah, destroying floors. I would say the best the best sort of learning surface is carpet for sure, um, because it's, you know it doesn't roll and you can sort of learn how to maneuver the board, do the flip tricks and whatnot. Just move the furniture out of the way. Um, yeah, right. Or just you know, if you happen to have a driveway or any sort of concrete outside, I, I can't tell you how many how many uh, social media videos I've been tagged in of people just you know doing a look, cruising down the sidewalk, and it's all look, I'm the next Tony Hawk. Like that's pretty much the narrative <laughs> on social media right now. Funny. In that's... terms of who tags me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, look, thank you for calling in. I hope to see you in person quite soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Once, and I, I would love to see that pilot. I never got to see the finished thing. I'll send it to you. Done. Cool, I appreciate it. It should be in a in in the uh it should be somewhere. <laughs> in my vaults somewhere. Um that was Tony Hawk, everybody. Tony, we'll talk to you later. Okay, see you guys. All right, take bye. care. <clears throat> um all right, let's take a third break, take a pee, and we're gonna do some uh listener questions. Okay. All right, and then we'll get out of here. Interesting. Tony Hawk, huh? What a nice guy. He's not been on the show before, right? I guess I was thinking about this pilot, right? You've not met him. I, and I remember the pilot clearly, but no, he has not been on this He's show. He's so great. Doesn't he still sound like a teenager? Absolutely. <laughs> I keep thinking hey, dude. He's, uh, this, it's him on The Simpsons, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. On pretty much everything. The guy's an institution. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, life he has he never really answered the question though of how many kids he has <laughs> did he have like 20 kids i thought he said six but what do six i thought he that's, said six that's pretty good <laughs> more kids. than i could take i can't barely take two i but, but the truth is we're all trapped in the house together ferriston and you know it's got its moments it's got its ups and downs i think that there's going to be a lot of people that file for divorce after this experience I think there are a lot of people stuck with each other uh, that don't want to be together. I like my family, but there are people I hear complaints <laughs> out there. I hear complaints from people. I No, of course. Look, relationships are trending in one of two directions. It's like they're, stock, up or down. They're going up or they're going down. There's no plateaus. There's no, there's no horizontal line in relationships. This is a fast-forward button yes. <laughs> like you've never seen. However... Let's just say, all right, we're done. How do you get out right you now? Don't. Right. I know. It's, it's wild. World. You think there's been any murders? You think anybody's taken a, a if you, frying uh, pan? If you and... Google what uh, they did in France, yes. I mean, obviously, domestic abuse is a very big concern when you're locked up with your accuser, mostly men, right? So they had, I thought I read that they had rented a hotel to take these idiots out of the house to protect women, sometimes men maybe, but to separate these violent couples. And they, so they throw all the violent offenders in, a, in the Hotel Bristol or something in Paris. You and imagine it, what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth floor is going to rumble with the third floor. <laughs> it's just all the bad guys all together. <laughs> Beating the shit out of yeah, each other. Yeah, there's your sitcom. That Let's that. make let's write that show. All right, we we asked for listener questions. I, I think they mostly misunderstood what I was saying, um, and 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 were thinking we were out of episode ideas. We're not. I'll try to answer your questions. There were more 
you know, the old uh, the old comment of, you know, why don't you guys just talk and forget celebrity guests? That comes up. And maybe if I explain it to everyone in a different way, they'll understand why you don't do that. Um, because this is since I began working in late night in the 80s. This is what you hear about these types of shows that we would just rather you, the host, talk to your psych. We just want that to be the show. Don't bring in. This is the oldest comment in the world and it's not true and it doesn't work because the reason you like Dave talking to Paul or just the crew or that first act the reason you like just us talking is because you have the counterpoint of the other stuff that if the show were just that the two hosts or the small group just talking it would get old fast it just does I'm going to give you an example Anybody who thinks it should just be me and Spike, there is a movie that was from the 1980s <laughs> called My Dinner with Andre. Yes. And it's just two guys <clears throat> yeah. with a camera on them having dinner. And if you can make it through more than a third of that movie without <laughs> wanting to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's it's a multidimensional answer, which is, you know, when I started this podcast, I really wanted to create an hour to make my life uh, fun. An hour that I enjoy. And, you know, I, I called Zuckerman up and I called Jerry and Matt Farah and I said, let's just get together and chat. But really, I was crafting this hour that was very much like a late night show and late night shows uh, with a little car as element to it are promotion. There's an element of promotion. And, and it's about keeping not just the audience interested, but me interested in, in going through the hour. And, and as Zuckerman just attested, we talk all the time. You know, it, you know, I've, I've spoken to Matt Farah about this because he hears about it too. It, there's just not enough to talk about to keep it going. I wish there were. I wish there were. But that, that show that you're talking about ends up being, you know, like on Howard Stern, the Robin uh, News 20 Minutes, right? Here's a new topic. Here's something that happened. Here's our point of view, which is cool. I like that. But it's not what we're doing here today. Runs out and of steam. <clears throat> yeah, and 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 what what bears out and what you don't have access to is listener stats. And guess what? They like it. <laughs> they <laughs> the like majority of listeners, like the hosts, Zuckerman and I, love talking to a Tony Hawk, and and they're interesting people. And and like we said, it, we want to hear from them. We want to hear what's going on from them. And not everything is going to be about cars. And you know, all I can say to you is, I, you know. You, you can keep listening and complaining, or you can go somewhere else. That's fine. But this is the show. It's always going to be the show, and it's always been the show. And your your complaint, which go ahead and you can you can make it, is and one. It's, but it's flattering, one, and I appreciate it. One I've been hearing for decades about every single show that has celebrity guests. I mean, there isn't a celebrity guest show that doesn't have it. And the truth is, these shows work, and these formats work for a lot of different reasons. Last time I'm going to address it, but uh, we try, as you know. Go go look at our episodes right now. You'll see full on just car episodes. Um, <clears throat> the origin. Graham wants to know the origin of Spike Zuckerman and Seinfeld. Fans have already answered that. I'll just move on. Someone asked about um, the nine six four versus nine nine three. Great now, question. Without yeah, it's good, but without going on for too long. Go ahead, Zuckerman. What do you got? My opinion is the nine six four was it was the better built car. It had more engineering, more expense in it. And the 993 was an effort to save Porsche from extinction that the 964 was creating. Just want to make sure we're still recording. We're going to go long today, Zuckerman. Everybody wants longer shows? We're going gonna, longer. I'm giving it did to you. Did you hear my answer? I did. 
um, I used to. I agree with that. Now, I I, I didn't used to. I I always thought the nine nine three. My C2S that I had, this 98, was a more drivable, easier-to-drive car. And that's true. And I have since changed my point of view on them, and I now enjoy 964s. I think it's a pure 911 from a, again, an interior aesthetic. So from where, sitting in that driver's seat and looking out the window, I feel more 911 in the steering wheel, in the braking, in the acceleration than I do in the 993. Yet I'm still, you know, again, this is talking about favorite kids. Right. <laughs> I still love all the kids. Pepperoni or sausage pizza. <laughs> right. Which one do you like better? But if you were to ask me what I would buy today, it would be a tough choice between a 98, like, I, it, like I'm always looking for a silver black 98 C2S with, with, with a manual seats. gearbox. I don't care, even care about the seats. I but love I, the sports But seats. I want motor sound package. But, you know, any 964, I've never owned a 964, but when I drive yours, I love them. They're great. Really well built. They really, they went so much further than the G-Body in terms of build quality. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a solidity to the 964 that that stands out from, yes. the, uh, from the G-Body or the 993. And, and remember, there was a time, I'd say in the early 2000s, where we thought the 964 was ugly. And we and the seat uh, the 993 was so much better looking, and that's kind of flipped now for the vast majority of people. Here's uh, it's not a GSR says. Why does Jerry have such great taste in cars, but not in shoes? <laughs> that's a great question. Go. I can't answer it because he's not here. Or am I? Oh, Jerry, I'm here, Spike. It's, I've I've often wondered this. Myself, I can give you my opinion on it. I have I, an opinion. I you can go. Give, no, I can give you my opinion on it, having known this man for quite some time since we wrote on the show. And back in the day, there used to be this this Nike lab. I think there still is, where it was a big deal for these celebrity guys to be brought in to design their own sneaker, and you could make them make them kind of wild. So there's an element of that. This you know this one of a kind, exclusive colors. I think Jerry's also a bit of a nerd, so he likes the Mets, so he gets some Mets sneaks, <laughs> or he likes a certain like livery, a Martini and Rossi livery, Liver. so he'll buy sneakers based on that. <laughs> However, I think the number one factor these days, and maybe I'm completely wrong, is I, I'll tell you, he like he's a funny person and he likes to look funny. <laughs> there is once he said to me, I go. You know, uh, he pointed something out. He goes, he goes, I like that comedian. I don't even remember who it was. He goes, but he's already, he, he go, look at his face. He's funny looking. He's already halfway there. He's already halfway there to the laugh. And I think of those sneakers as a way of getting people closer to the laugh. They're not intentionally over the top and goofy, but they make him fun. There's an element of that. And I'm going to tell you, I think his feet hurt. And I think that those are the sh- those the are the sneakers <laughs> that those are the sneakers that he does that best. That does in. not account for the colors, Zuckerman. I'm just telling you, there is an element of bad feet in there. Well, that's true of all of us. I mean, don't you find? Oh I'm, I seem to be more concerned with my feet than I've ever been concerned with. Um. All right. We often talk about well-sorted classic cars, but how do you? How do I find the right place to get a car well-sorted out of L.A.? Oh, this is an easy one. 
Well, you, okay, the first thing is it, you have to apply money. It's like tuition in, in, in the school of life. It does take time to figure out where to get a well-sorted car and who you can work with on what cars. <clears throat> we have had years of experience at this now, but and let's we know refine where to go. What, let's refine what you're saying. Let me say it in a simpler way. You have your guy, okay? You have your car. You have your punch list. You hand car to guy. If car is returned and everything on punch list is done, that's your guy. To your satisfaction, done, that's your guy. If half the things are done, you start to make excuses for the guy. You call him up and he's saying, well, let me look at it again. A lot of us, and I used to do this too, just go, okay, take the car again. you got to just cut this guy off right now. Cut him off like a little piece of cancer. He's no good and move to the next guy until the list is satisfied for a reasonable price in a reasonable amount of time. But never allow the guy to make excuses. Then you will find your geniuses. That's how you do it. It's hit or miss, but you have to be cutthroat about it. It is true. They have to have the knowledge and the skills and they have to be good at business, too, because there's a few guys out there that we know that really have the knowledge and the skills, but they can't get the cars in and out of their shops. No, and you, we confuse personalities. You and I oh, have done yeah. this together. You'll oh, say, yeah. yeah, but I like the guy, and I'm like, that's no reason to keep giving him your car because you like him. <laughs> I'm a just sucker gonna... for that. Yeah, I know. We all are, but you can't be confused. So what, what I end up doing is, and it's been 20-plus years we've, I've been doing this at this point, I have, I, I, I know, I have a big group of guys who have a, uh, separated, I've separated out a big group of jobs. Some of the guys get the simpler stuff because I like them, but I know they can handle the simpler stuff and they're faster and they're closer. But when it gets to the, the, the really tricky stuff, or the really important stuff, there's just, there's just a few, right? There's just a few guys we go, he'll be able to handle that. There's our engine guy. There's our race car right. guy. There's our suspension guy. There's our wheel guy. You know, you, 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 you come to learn that there's not just one guy. I think you and I maybe have two of them that, we, that are just a one-stop place. But you have to go to three or four shops and, and get them for what they do best. Find their strengths. Right, Zuckerman? I would agree. Right? And then don't be afraid to put your car on a trailer or on, a t- on, a, on the back of a truck and send it to someone to fix. It's worth the money because it comes back perfect. There were about five guys in Southern California I like. Uh, I'm right. sure it's not an exhaustive list. I'll say them if you want me to, Ferguson. Nah. Let's keep it general. Yep. We're going to need sponsors soon. <laughs> yes. All the advertising's dried up across America right now. So uh, we'll say your name. You just got to pay us to say Got to pay us. But you know what I'm thinking of doing? I think Hangar 56 will just sponsor this thing and... You know, we'll just do it ad free until everybody comes back, right? Why don't we sure. need ads? Sure. I like the integrations since we uh, we stopped having Podcast One uh, produce this thing, uh, and you know, also this hosting I had had digital insertions, digital insertion. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh Ferrison again! Before you reach could around, say it, there I was know. reach around, there was insertion. I'm just and, stopping you from saying and it. And liver e. But I, I believe we just moved the podcast to something that has no ads. So, aside from our friends at Crown and Caliber, you'll have nothing on this show. Nothing. This is our I'll gift tell for you. you. Even, I don't even get new car cases. There's no new personal yeah, injury cases. Nobody's crashing into anybody out there. Um. I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but uh, an off-asked question, Zuckerman. Oft. 
Um, and it and you find us in a good week where we know a lot about it is where is the Zagato and what is going on? What were the things missed by the Italians on it? Now, oh. bef- I don't. <laughs> the car is at John Wilhoyt, right? There are a couple things about it, okay? One, that you guys should know. I know we posted pictures, maybe video of the motor a couple of weeks ago. It was discovered that the serial number on the motor was from uh, Super 90. And the motor was not built out by the Italians to that spec, right? And and, and the car was also, yes, the car was a Super 90. The the car was a Super 90, right. So So it made sense. Who was doing a little uh, fixing work, a little sorting work for us, made this discovery and offered to uh, rebuild the engine to S90 specs. And we said, yes, right? That's one thing that's been holding this thing up. The engine is done, and I believe it's in the car, right? And he and, he, and we are supposedly VIP customers, which means <laughs> that, and I don't. I, I always laugh when he says that because it's glacial. But Zuckerman, he is, but he's the best. The horsepower now is rated at one. It's one twenty-five, right? right? And that, that so that's dining. considerably more than a Super ninety. But and this car is so light and wonderful and wafery, right? It's like balsa wood. It feels like you're driving it. So then. We started thinking about, well, hell, what about those brakes? <laughs> right. So what did we just change on the brakes? Well, they're dual circuit now. Now they're dual circuit, right. So we, we upgraded that, and we decided to go with vintage, period-correct, or I'd say proper tires. And, yes, yeah, CN36s, Techno Magnesios, right. new wheels. And the only thing— This is what, this is what Will Hoyt does every and, time, and by little the stuff. And the only other thing that bears, is worth mentioning is that the gas tank— had a little bit of a problem, and it was a it was a specially fabricated gas tank by Zagato to fit into the front boot of the car. Yes, and it had a little difficulty. Um, I think in its uh, in, in its in, in the way it was in the execution. Yes, yes, and so we redid that, and that, and other than notably, that, there were two bigger issues with it. The uh, what do they call it? The little uh, tapcock or the the tapcock. I just wanted to say that that's pretty good. No, it's the breather. The breather. The, they, they put the breather on the gas tank, not on top of the gas tank. So, you know, if you can imagine if you're, uh, if you know, on a, you get a bottle of water on an airplane and suddenly the vacuum, as the gas drips out of your gas tank, it can suck it like a can. You need a little breather there to equalize the pressure in the gas tank. They put theirs on the side. So guess what happens? Gas came out, the breather. <laughs> you drive and the yeah. gas comes out. That was one issue. And there was an issue with the liner there inside the gas tank. It's a beautiful Dissolving gas it. tank, but that had to be thrown into a dumpster. So <laughs> there's a new one that's been fabricated. I'm going to go out on a limb, Zuckerman, that someday when historians listen to this episode and then the, the ultimate driving, when you and I get in this car in a couple of weeks and we do our, I don't know how we're going to do it, maybe one at a time, but we do a driving episode in the Zagato. They're going to know that out of these nine coupes, this one is the one. This is the one that will make this, you lose your toupee. This <laughs> your coupe. It is the. There's no way, and I'm saying this without doing any sort of research. We will trash every other fucking Zagato <laughs> in our fucking Zagato. That's what you want to say. Climber's going. What the hell? Fuck climber. Everybody. We're gonna. <laughs> we'll mop everybody in our He's Zagato. In the Wall Street Journal with his. Ours is going to, we'll have to share our technology, our, 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 what do we call it, our IP technology with our Ben Climber. improvements. But I know he's working on his too, and he's made his wonderful as well. I 
think Will Hoyt will have made the best Zagato we, there is. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna have a challenge to all of the other guys with the other ones. Yes, we will challenge you to a race, <laughs> any kind of a race, a running race. It doesn't matter. How great would it be if we did that at like Daytona on an oval and they all just crashed <laughs> the first turn and they were all wiped out on the first day? But we have the best one and we have the best number and we will mop. What number do we have? Seven. Oh, that is the best number? That's Of course it's the best number. It's I kind of like Ben's, number. though. It's a really nice, beautiful gray, gunmetal gray. He has a great one. Climber's got a great one. He's I'd be got curious this- about these other ones that are around the world, what those folks did about it. But I, we can ask Paolo that when we send him the bill for ours. It'll be fine. Okay, Spike, what do you think is fair pricing for the Hoyer CS3110? Do you know what that is, Zuckerman? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> that, I believe, is the Carrera reissue uh, tag Hoyer. That doesn't have the word tag on the dial. That little watch that I wore the other day, remember? With yes. the silver dial and that had the tan uh, strap on it. And you noticed it. Yes, Mr. Seinfeld beautiful. called me about it as well. I've seen a range on some sites. I want to pull a trigger. Um, haven't seen one on Crown and Caliber lately. I don't know about today. Didn't look. But they are, they are going up. They are going up because they are beautiful little watches. These uh, reissues or reeditions. Kind I think of they look were like called. a patek in a way. They're 36 millimeters. Don't hold me to that, but they're gorgeous and they look just like the original. So unlike some of these new reissues that watch companies put out where they're bigger, 42 or 44 millimeters, this one is actually like the original and it looks like the original, which is why I think they've gone up. Yes, I would get one. Yes, I would watch them right now since the whole world is about to go into it. Yeah, watch the watch. We're going into a depression. There's no rush, but uh, they're out there. And uh, again, uh, books, papers for that one would be good. Everything's and I would, on sale. I would say uh, silver dial with rally strap is what I'd be going for. Um, and then, you know, you buy a bunch of other straps from uh, Bulong and Sons and other sites, and you've got something really cool. I think they're beautiful watches. What is the reference number of the Hoyer you made available to me for my son's birthday? Oh, you're going to kill me. Oh, how could you forget? Uh, reference number... Uh, N seven three three five three or yeah, it's a Carrera, beautiful watch. Yes, that is an amazing watch. What did I give that for you for? Reference number seven. I'm I'm pretty sure it's a seven seven three five three something like that. You're gonna kill me, Zuckerman. Yes, look at that. That was pretty good. Okay, for- tell me again. What is the reference number? Let's tighten this up. 73353. Carrera Manual Wind. Watch. And that time period, that was a 70s? 70s watch, yeah. It's so gorgeous. And that was, my son had his 19th birthday on March 29th. And there were no stores open to go and get him something. And I called up my friend Ferris and I said, I'd like to get the kid a watch for his 19th birthday. <laughs> Help me out here. And you were kind <clears throat> enough to open up your watch safe, your very big That's vault. That's right. And my vault. <laughs> your vault of watches. It's not that big. It's a vault, <laughs> like a bank vault. <clears throat> and you pulled out this watch and said, this would be perfect for a young man on his way. Not up. just any watch. One of my favorite watches. With an Autodromo uh, rally strap on it. It's so beautiful. I'm so happy he has it. 
And it's, it is called a Carrera? Is that what it is? <clears throat> yeah, it's a 70s Carrera. It's kind of like the re-edition we were just talking about, but that was a, a 60s watch. This is the 70s version of that watch. I don't know what you're talking about, but it, like, I have trouble thinking of words when I want to talk now, but numbers? Sharp as... I mean, look at that. They now just come... They appear in my head. They've always appeared in my head. What is that? It's called dementia. <laughs> and then... And then it's, no, but why can I only... My whole life, I've been able to remember a phone number the first time someone gives it to me, but mm. I can't remember the name of the guy who says Russell it. Russell Crowe, a beautiful mind. You're mentally <laughs> ill. You're fucked up. And you have dementia. And this is the... As Reagan said... The, the the slow the long journey into night. You're, yeah, but it's been since I have kids. So you're saying what about me? You're fucked up. <laughs> you're saying you got because a bad brain. Because I can brain. remember numbers. You got a bad brain, broken brain. Really? The muffin wasn't cooked right. And but I was always in the wet. honors classes for math. Maybe I'm in the wrong business. Maybe I was supposed to be a mathematician. It's that 25% Hebraicness <laughs> in you that you're good with the numbers and the Irish side is the is the mashed potatoes. So anyways, there's some, I'm looking down here. So many questions about the Zagato. Zagato is probably about two weeks from being done. Two weeks. It is spectacular. We're super excited about it. Uh, Will Hoyt really took it the extra mile. Zagato really killed the body, and they, we don't mean to disparage them. They did a great job with it. The car is going to be balls. It's going to be one of the greatest things. The only thing left now is going to be the videos, the Jay Leno appearance, Zuckerman. I'm going to defer to you. When they call me, I'm going to say, I want to put Zuckerman on Jay Leno's show with the Zagato. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think that will make America happy to see you and Jay Leno together. This car is going to blow your minds. We may sit on it with social media for a while until this whole thing lifts so you guys can see it. And if we're lucky enough to have Monterey Car Week, it'll be back up there and it'll be jamming and it won't be breaking here's, down. Here's how I know it's going to be great. Will Hoyt is a hot rod freak. He is a horsepower freak. He is a go fast freak. He yeah. is so excited about this car yeah. and what it's going to do. And we had to rein him in. He really wanted to go bonkers on it and put 200 horsepower in there. <laughs> like, come on, man. Again, the balsa wood paper airplane, that's like putting a motor on that. It just it won't work. You know, have you ever driven a 911R? Yes. A 911, the original 911R. No, I have not. Those are overpowered in this lightweight shell. And if you drive it, you'll, you know, they're nuts. They're really nuts. But you know they're out of balance. There's too much power for what for what it is. In my opinion, um, you might like that. So that's you know balance is important, and we feel like we got it in that car. The Monte, Monte Carlo Rally car is back. The two seven RS. You'll see it on Zuckerman's site. Um, what's up with that car? What is it? What what are we looking at? You know, people asked me when I took a picture of it, and I I realized I didn't know the answer to that. Zuckerman. Well, I will tell you, it started life off as a seventy three RS touring. An M four seventy two, I think that would be a touring edition of the RS. So nothing special, and uh, but it is a first series car. So it's got the thin metal and the thinner glass on it. But in nineteen seventy five, there was a Frenchman who wanted, who had wanted to become a racer. He wanted to get a seventy three RS lightweight, and he could not obtain one. He did not qualify at the time. But he had he had endeavored to make himself a viable rally candidate. He had raced in small rallies in France, and eventually, a, a local dealership had a trade-in on this particular car, and they made it available to him, Mr. Grindeau, and he Grindy. then Mr. Grindeau, and he then took the car 
he got it, and as a privateer, he rigged it out as a lightweight, and he got good enough that he was invited into the 77 Monte Carlo Rally, which is pretty prestigious rally and it's as you see the car today is how he rallied it in 1977 there were 300 entrants i think only about half of those people finished the rally he finished the rally and he finished i believe somewhere around number 30 which is pretty darn good would you consider that he is at that point driving an old car old technology he's not supported by any type of factory or racing program he did a great job, and that's as the car is today. So it's stickered up. Number, uh, it's a white car with a black interior, roll cage, all the beautiful. That's got Hoyer dash timers in it. It's got all sorts of other timers in it. The trip masters, yes, the for for the stages of the rally. It's the really got rally. everything. It's got the racing belts. It's got the number one nine seven in black over yellow on it. Monte Carlo on the side, and then Grindeux. I guess I never noticed that, Sarkman, and then a lot of other delicious, delightful. Uh, stickers on it and he does raced, it have marshalls in front it I does have marshalls it. in front ah, and he's so he yes. raced the car in 77 through 78 and 79 he did three monte carlos with it and after that he was invited into the tour de france in the car so he really was he was in it he was in it and he participated and i have period photographs of him in the monte carlo rally and they are driving up to the Col de Torini. This is the highest mountain above Monte Carlo. It's always got snow up there. And the spectators would line the side of the of the rally route, and they would take large chunks of snow and ice and throw <laughs> these things into the road in front of the cars. And, and these cars, they kind of got beat on. But the other notable feature of this car it still has its rally gearing in it. So it has five very low gears, which means it accelerates like lightning. It tops out at about 100 miles an hour. You're really going at about 6,000 RPM at 100 miles an hour. But this car is ferociously fast. One of the fastest uh, R73 RSs I've ever <clears throat> been in. Wow. And so I've I've always kind of been, and you just get it back, right? Yeah, I've it's been, just it's just been sorted and it's yeah, back. And, it's back, and and I've got and I've had it for years, and I'll confess I've never registered it. So I put it out for registration, and we're going to drive this car. What now. about the eighty two? Is that registered? I'm going to get that re- do, I'm going to get that registered in the next couple of weeks. Uh, things are going slow at the DMV, so we'll, <laughs> we'll be we'll be ready to drive. I've noticed, that. by the way, on the road, there's an increased uh, police presence out there. Yes, so we have to be careful. <laughs> the well. uh, because the roads are open, there are a lot more people speeding. But I've noticed a lot more people driving two miles an hour in the passing lane. I don't like, know. Now there's no excuse to be in that right. lane driving like that. There's... And they don't seem to know Zuckerman. But look, and I and I'm glad I brought this up. And I'm going to recommend to any of my uh, L.A. people here and Malibu folks, since people aren't getting the message, I, you know, normally I wouldn't say to do this. Oh, let's hear the anger. I'm not going to be angry. Do it, do it. But since they're impacting our life, I've noticed uh, I'm going to start condoning flashing these folks from behind them. Give them a little polite double flash, something I wouldn't say, dude, but, but I say do it now because I've noticed... When you do it, people pull over. They get what you're saying. Like, I want to pass, and this is the passing lane. And, you know, you saw that I posted on West L.A. or whoever that was, the uh, 
the California Highway Patrol have a funny little site where they're right. proudly boasting about pulling over the the idiot kids who are using this opportunity to race, and uh-huh. good for them, and I'm glad they're doing it. Um, and don't be speeding on the PCH. Yes, they're right. There's a lot of death on the PCH, but I I immediately posted, can you do something about this issue? People driving 40 in a 60 or a 55 on the PCH and forcing everybody to pass on the right, and they, they, they get angry with you. Did they respond? They did. Really? Yeah, they said, you're right. Yes, we'll keep an eye out for it. Now I know they're not going to do anything, but... <laughs> okay, but at least they gave you <laughs> they some lip service. That was nice. And, 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 and I don't think people know this. I think they think they have a right to... L.A., they spread out. Oh, open lanes? Let's all just spread out and take our own lane. It's not, it's not ma- musical chairs. It's not... <laughs> people have... I, I guess this is knowledge that's been forgotten, that the left forgotten. lane is for passing. I'll give you another one. I got a, a case in, a, or an attorney referred me a case. He says he didn't know how to deal with this accident. An uncontrolled intersection. Imagine that. No stop signs yes. or, or lights. That's all of Vietnam. All of Vietnam. And do you remember <laughs> from the olden days, yes. from when you took, who <laughs> has the right of way at an uncontrolled intersection? Assume everybody gets there at the same, two people get there at the, the same time. The person on the left. No, it's the person on the right. Okay, but you were crazy. It is. There is the, the person, person on the right. The has person the way. on okay. the right has the right of way at an uncontrolled intersection. And okay, the guy, and the and this young attorney said, "How did you know that?" And right. I thought, "How do I not know that?" That was, I remember that being in yeah. in, the, in the test. But when is the last time you truly ever saw an uncontrolled intersection? And in this. I guess it's, uh, what is it, Cyprus or wherever down in some type of place in Orange County. There's this whole neighborhood of uncontrolled intersections. What a funny thing. But you would think everybody would know and ask the question, well, what do you do? And there you go. Well, people don't. They here, just crash here on the, And by the way, whoever, whoever somebody's getting mad at me for calling it the PCH. And I'm like, what? You the Pacific Coast Highway? They're, you're you're yeah, not they're saying, to no, you got to call it Highway 1. No, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna call it the Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, now Highway. you sound like me and Porsche versus Porsche. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. What is it called? Zuckerman in the post by the police. There was, and we're on the Pacific Coast Highway. PCH is the shorter version of the Pacific Coast Highway, and I'm not changing that. And here's all I'm saying. All right, look. When and 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 this is working right now, Zuckerman. This is a whole new thing for us because we only have a few drivers on the road. Okay, flash them. Most people are good. They pull over. They get you on a pass. You got to give them a wave. You have to go. Thank you. What about Saturday when that motherfucker wouldn't let you? No, wait. We'll get to that. I said thank you. Right? Do you do this? Flash yes. and thank you. I want you I listeners to start flashing. Yeah. And if they 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 pull over to the side, you wave to them and you say thank you because I think they learn in that moment that the left lane is the passing lane. And then now it's incumbent upon you, you and me, after we pass. For to get over. To then get over. That's 100% correct. Right? I do that I as do a that teaching too. lesson, too. Yes. Why do we think we have the right to teach anybody? Because they're stupid. Now, who blocked do you think me? I, do you think I want to teach people? I don't want to teach people, but they force me. <laughs> they force me. I'm a victim of their idiocy, Ferrison. Yes. Don't you get it? Yes. Okay, what happened over the weekend? What now, do you mean? Now, you'll remember, we were coming up uh, north on the PCH. We must have been around Topanga or Sunset. <laughs> And I managed to sneak through. There was there was a person witless in the in the left lane, witless, witless in the left lane, just 
not aware that they that they were blocking traffic, yes. and yes. I was able to pass in front of them in my little car. The woman, I think it was, beeped at me angrily. <laughs> that, How did you pass me? And then and then that person tightened up to make sure they were blocking all traffic yes. from getting through. Yeah. And then you felt far behind me. I did. Yeah. Oh, what a motherfucker! But it's not, and it ends up being not just me. But then it be it's thirty cars behind 30 you. Thirty cars. And, you know, it looks like there's a traffic jam when there's really not. There's not. There's no one on there except for a person in the left lane corking, yes. like a cork in a bunghole. Keeping- yeah, and it's not the easiest road. And, and, there, and I totally get that you want to sightsee. Just pull to the right. Just drive slow there. Yeah. You, know, you don't have a right to slow anybody down. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's why I think now the flash is important to institute, that we are going to move to a flashing state. Why? To let people know... I have a right to come through. You don't have a right to slow me down, so I am exercising my right to let you know that. And my other pet peeve, don't make a U-turn. <laughs> this is what we're talking about with a deadly virus killing our friends. Don't make a fucking <laughs> U-turn where you're not supposed to. Go to a place where U-turns are permitted to safely. At, yes. At a, at a, there's places on the PCH where you can make a U-turn legally. Don't just decide to loop a U-turn from your parking you've been spot. Hit, but you've, you've been hit by these U-turn people a lot. I've now incorporated your U- U-turn accidents into my everyday driving. Yeah, you know, you see this now. No, I just know it. it's now a new thing that's possible, that at any moment on the side of the road anywhere in the city, someone might decide to yeah. just make a U-turn right in front of you, and you're going to... Selfish. T-bone Pure them. selfishness. I'm just going to make a quick U-turn, because I can't, I can't be bothered to take any time to drive, pull into traffic <laughs> safely, and get to a place to do it. It's all selfishness, wow. Ferris. It took an hour and a half to get you angry. This is good. Oh, I could be angry. You want me to get angrier? <laughs> yeah. Why? Okay. I, and here's another one. I see this piece of shit. <laughs> it's in the time of quarantine. There's almost nobody on the road. He's pulled over in his <clears throat> Range Rover. Yep. He is about five feet from the curb. He has exited his vehicle and he has left his door open, fully ajar in traffic. And he's talking to some lady uh homeowner <laughs> on the sidewalk and yeah. i know the thinking is oh i'm just getting out for a second that's what anybody would ever and say no, and there's no one on the road and there's no one on the road it's just a second just a there's second. no one on the road and really one of these days i want a vehicle an urban assault vehicle uh, just a, a a death a death mobile uh, without plates on it and i'm going to take those doors off just i'm going to fix off. the problem she's going to take doors <laughs> off motherfucker i got to slow what down. would be good for that the rhino Something with those big, like, chromey front uh, bumper things yeah, on there, we right? Yeah, something like, like an 80s I'm Dodge Ram Charger with a big brush bar on the front. <laughs> the brush bar. A brush bar, and we just brush those doors off. That would be good. Yeah. And Have you, you can... noticed that everybody's walking, especially here in, in the L.A.? Street. And, but they're walking in the street. In well, the street. But they're thinking... I've got to stay six feet apart from right. the people I'm walking with. So, but they don't separate one in front. They separate out to the street. Oh, God. And now you come around a corner and there's just people in the street. <laughs> and you're, so you really... Human lemmings, I call them. Look at the no, lemmings. these are just interesting new problems that you don't expect. Well, most like, people, I notice, most people are not oriented, spatially oriented. Right. They're not oriented in the supermarket. When I used to go to supermarkets, that was something that always drove me crazy. Why are you 
you, you've decided to stop where there are some items already impeding the flow of traffic. There's, there's all, there's, they've got all of these boxes of, say, mineral water. Yes. And this is where you've decided to stop. Your right. Lady, you stopped right where no one else can get by. And you're mindlessly staring at the items on the but shelf. But there's a new thing that happens, Zuckerman, because I'm the grocery man, all right? This is going to make you crazy. There's the indecisive butter shopper. So yes. There's, so I was at Bristol Farms. There's a woman. She doesn't know what kind of butter to get. I'm six feet away. I can see the butter I want, but it's right in front of oh, her. Oh, yes. But I've got to wait for her to pick up every one and look and at study it them. And study, study them as if there's going to be an answer there. I, you, you but know, you, you're stuck in the six six foot bubble. We, you can't. You're stuck watching her do her thing. And you want to go, what the hell, butter lady? Just get anything. It's fucking butter. <laughs> Just okay. butter. We're all going to die. Get your butter. We should have little stickers that we put on products <laughs> that say, yes, this is the fucking one you want. Just taking a fucking move on. I know what I want. I know in advance what I'm going for. And by the way, I know how to build my salad. <clears throat> I don't go. I, I start with the lettuce and I move down. The, the salad yes. bar swiftly. Yes. I don't come in the wrong way and then ponder whether I want to put ponder. in corn. Salad bars are over. There's no more such no thing more. as a salad bar. Yeah. There's no such thing as a buffet anymore. That's Oof. gone. That's not going to survive. That's out. Yeah, hometown buffet is going to be bankrupt for the 18th time. They should be. That, all of that stuff is done. Chuck E. Cheese. All of those, all of those disgusting Petri dishes. <clears throat> you know, Monterey Car Week is still on. That seems far-fetched, but I hope so. 917 panel with uh, myself and Mr. Seinfeld and a bunch of famous drivers. Um, 917s should be happening. But, uh, you know, that's all I've got my eye on is that car week. Hopefully we get there in one piece with minimal yes, damage. we always have fun. Always. And there's always notes for you at the, at the hotel. Yes. Do you know a guy got arrested for doing that? You know, he got arrested. Okay. I will frequently, I'll find out where Ferris is staying do. in the hotel. There's always a pad there by the phone, by the elevators. And I always write, Spike, and then a big weenie I put on there. And then, <laughs> and, and, but the guy that got arrested was, <laughs> was graffitiing Penis Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is the difference in a family hotel when you're drawing penises by the elevators everywhere where we go? There's a bunch of card. It's only car people. I saw women and children. Oh, like they've never seen a wiener drawn. Every, by the way, you talk about ribs making people happy, skateboards making people happy. A, a weenie drawn is always going to make somebody laugh. It's you're a happy not thing. not the guy to judge that. I am. Because you're the weenie drawer. I'm going to tell you. It usually gets a laugh. You think? Absolutely. Hmm. All right. Well, with that... <laughs> I think, so, I, okay. I think we'll, we're done. You see, okay. we've exhausted. Please, we please, listeners, would you? When you'll respond when you listen to this. Tell me. Oh, you if, think they know? This yes. is, that's a very small sampling. Small sampling. The small. That's sampling. like a landline poll. Yeah, let us know. Do you do you laugh <laughs> if you see a wiener drawn yes. somewhere? And by the way, I don't mind it. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think knowing that. The weenie guy or the penis drawing guy actually got arrested for doing this. At some point, he was defacing public property. <laughs> this you is can't private graffiti. property, and they're buying an elevator, and there's a camera there. Oh, hello! 
I'm going to turn to the camera and say, sup, fuckers. I'm going to draw a weenie. Sup, fuckers. Hey, fuckers. Why do you say it like that? Don't, that didn't, I send you, I, didn't I send you the picture of, or the Instagram where this, like, the Spicoli dude says, hey, sup, fuckers. I'm going to show you how I get ready for my shower. And he takes a, he's taking a powerful hit off of a roach. Oh, yeah, that guy sucks, sucks it in. in. That's an old video, but I like it. It's an oldie but a goodie. Anyway, next week, Suckerman, thanks for showing up. Next week, uh, we'll get together, um, hopefully in the sunshine, outside, at a safe distance. Uh, Mr. Johnny Lieberman is going to be calling in. He's going to call in with, he's just driven, Zuckerman. Pay attention. The 992 Turbo. Turbo uh, and the Cabriolet. And he's going to come in, and uh, I think he's off the embargo. I think he can tell us about what the new 992 Turbo is all about. He won't come in person. He's going to do it by phone. What are you doing? What is that? What is it? You got to hold it to the bottom of the phone. <laughs> uh, there That's you go. Zuckerman and I uh, all night long send animal videos to each other. If you wonder what we're doing, not watching shows, we uh, we like otters. We like we do stupid raccoons things. that do that, that raccoons <clears throat> that are interacting with other mammals. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Playing with dogs. Yes. Dogs. Uh, a dog standing on a uh, ducks is interesting. Anything that that uh, I, be in I can make a joke about different animals commingling and, and causing a new virus makes me makes us laugh. People getting hurt. Can be funny, like people that. getting hurt, getting funny. But I, but it's mostly the animals that we really like. I sent you a couple of good animal ones the other day. We like a digging shibus. What are those called? Sh- Shiba Inu that digs Shiba furiously Inus? fast. Yeah, funny. Uh, so if you got any of those, send us. Send them to us. We like that weird shit, weird, uh, weird stuff. And then of course, beautiful girls. Anyway, shh. That's it. That's all we have I gotta for go. you guys. Well, I'm hungry. Goodbye. Stay healthy. Stay safe. It's been another episode of. Seldom right, but never in doubt. Can I just end the show? Can I end the show? Stay healthy, everybody. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.